You're listening to the Boogeyman's Closet Podcast. Explicit language and spoilers ahead. You've been warned. And we are back for yet another episode of the Boogeyman's Closet. As always, I am Mike Alvarez. Maurice Killifer. Susie Hunt. And we are here for a very special reason. What is that, Mr. Maurice? It's Bella's birthday. Oh, is that shit? I forgot to get her something. Oh. (laughs) Next time. I guess I'll just give her more catnip. It's my soon-to-be birthday. Yes. At the time of this recording, you haven't haven't aged yet, but uh, you will be. No, but I will age by the time this comes out. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I'll find another ring holy too. So what did you uh what did you pick for your your birthday pick this year? The best Halloween movie ever. <laughs> I don't know about all that. Halloween three? Um Pass. No. <laughs> it is really good. Halloween three. Uh no, I picked Halloween four. The return of Michael Myers. Yes. Uh, it's not the best, but at this time of year I I, you know, there's certain movies that people think about, and I always think about the Halloween movies. I love watching them this time of year. I watch them, like, weekly. Mm-hmm. At least the first few, and that... Yeah. I, up to four. Mm-hmm. After four, I'll watch maybe once just to watch, but... <clears throat> Five and six, I'll usually watch just to complete it, because yeah. I, I have that completionist right. thing. But, uh, they're hard to watch. But, yeah, that's why I only do it once, but I can watch... Honestly, I can watch Halloween one, two, and three... Oh, yeah. Like, at least once or twice a week. Without, you know, even if it's just on his background, but... Right. I I would include this in that, actually. I can think... Yeah. I, I can watch the first four. No problem. Especially this one, because it has that... It has that Halloween feel. Like, mm-hmm. not Halloween the movie, but Halloween the season. Right. You know, and it's it's fun. Yeah. I think it's fun. I, you know, it, it's... Like, we talked about earlier, the best of the... This new trilogy, the <laughs> uh, was it well, Mustafa Akkad yeah. movies? I you know I w- it wasn't until I read yesterday I didn't know he was murdered. Yeah, in two thousand two, ah five two thousand five. Really, he was I forget what what country he was in at the time. He was overseas. I know that, and he was killed. But his son's been producing the newer ones, right? Yeah, he produced from I want to say uh, he's the he's the one that got the remake ball rolling. Because originally they were going to do another movie after Resurrection, um, and then you know Mustafa, you know he was murdered, um, and then the, like the series was kind of up in the air and all that, and they decided to go with a reboot since you know reboots were trendy at the time, um, so that's how we got the Rob Zombie, you know one and two, and they were going to do a third one, but apparently. Rob Zombie had no desire to work with the Weinsteins anymore. Uh, I, I can't understand <laughs> why. Exactly. He apparently had such a bad experience working with them that uh, he kind of bailed on it, which is when they decided to go the direction they went with Blumhouse, where they're like, let's you know re- reboot it again, um, which <laughs> we'll eventually get there. But <laughs> Well, we have the ball rolling, but we're going to be up to part four now. So Yeah, yeah. So so probably no Halloween Halloween special this year. Probably not, no. <laughs> but yeah, like like Maurice said, this is Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers from 1988. Uh, it's an hour and 28 minutes, nice and short film. Uh, directed by Dwight H. Little, 
who did the uh, 1980s Phantom of the Opera with Robert Englund, if you guys remember that movie. I remember. Uh, Freddy's <clears throat> Nightmares. He did a lot of TV stuff. He did Freddy's Nightmares, The X-Files, Sleepy Hollow, From Dusk Till Dawn, Arrow, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, he also did that Steven Seagal movie, Marked for Death. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he's, he's got a lot of fun stuff under his belt. Um, real quick, we'll go through the cast here. We already know Dr. Sam Loomis, played by Donald Pleasance. Yeah, the dog uh, blackest eyes. Not anymore. <laughs> yeah, not anymore. Um, now he's just evil. Yeah, he's just evil, because yeah, now you can see his eyes. That's true. Because they're not black. They kept opening the mask hole wider and <laughs> yeah. wider. Uh, part 7 is by far the worst oh, with that, yeah. though. You can just flat out see his eyes the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> but he was in Halloween 1, 2, 5, and 6. Uh, Escape from New York, Alone in the Dark. The Monster Club, Prince of Darkness, and Buried Alive. Then we have Rachel Carruthers, played by Ellie Cornell. She was in Halloween 5 and House of the Dead 1 and 2. I didn't know they made a sequel to that. Bull. Yeah, exa- that was my exact... That was the same sound effect that came out of me when I read that. I know what I'm watching this weekend. Whew. Back that, to back? Back to back. <laughs> we will one day cover House of the Dead. That will happen just because we're just going to yell and complain and curse its name. And it'll be hilarious to listen to, but... Until then, I will never watch it. <laughs> um, we have Jamie Lloyd, played by Danielle Harris. She was in Halloween 5, Roseanne, Urban Legend, uh, That's Life, the Rob Zombie Halloween movies 1 and 2, Bearing the X, Hatchet 2 and 3, Victor Crowley, Stakeland, which I would love to get on here. It's one of my favorite vampire films. Uh, the remake of The Town That Dreaded Sundown, and See No Evil Part 2, which is a freaking amazing movie. Um, then Michael Myers. This is the first time that Michael Myers is credited as Michael Myers rather than The Shape. Uh, played by George P. Wilbur. 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 <laughs> He's dead now. Yeah, unfortunately. He was actually in quite a few good things. He was in Raw Deal, The Running Man, Ghostbusters 2, unfortunately Halloween 6, Curse of Michael Myers. Mm. <laughs> but he was in some good stuff before that. Not even Paul Rudd could save Halloween 6. No Paul Rudd sucked. Oh, man. Sorry, Paul Rudd, but you sucked in that movie. Oh, yeah, no, I love Paul Rudd, but that movie is not a good example. Now he's going to tell everyone not to listen to us. We just got him as a listener. <laughs> no, see, he'll, he'll listen, but instead of, like, reposting our uh, our episodes, he'll repost uh, videos of Mac and me. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know about that, right? The yeah. whole, oh, man. Okay, so for for about, like, 20 years now on Conan, he has, every time he was promoting something on Conan he would show a clip of Mac and Me instead of a clip of the, the film he was promoting. That's great. So, and it was like this long-running gag where Conan would get all pissed. He's like, every time I think you're not going to do it, then you do it. Or he would start with like a clip of like Anchorman 2. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, yeah, you know, this is the new movie. And then it would immediately transition to the scene where the kid goes over the cliff in the wheelchair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just really good joke. But uh, then we have Sheriff Ben Meeker, played by Bo Starr. He was in V, The A-Team, Summer School, one of my favorite 80s movies. Uh, Halloween 5, uh, The Revenge of Michael Myers. Goodfellas, Masters of Horror, Jennifer, The Dead Zone, and Murder, She Wrote. So we got one. Uh, Then we have Kelly Meeker, played by Kathleen Kinman. We've seen her before in Bride of the Reanimator. Uh, She was in Baywatch, VIP, and Mortal Kombat Conquest. She did a lot of television work. Mm. Uh, then last but not least, we have Brady, played by Sasha Jensen. He was in Ghoulies 2, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, The Unnameable 2. Remember that movie I tried to get you to watch? And you, you watched the first Unnameable and then yelled at me about it? Yep. Yeah, he was in the sequel. <laughs> Which is even better. Is it though? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> um, and also Dazed and Confused. 
But, uh, well, we already heard what, what your thoughts are on this movie, Maurice. What, what about you, Susie? What are your thoughts? I like this movie a lot. I Watching it critically, Jamie Lloyd is fucking annoying. Just everything. She always looks like she's, she's I mean, she is, she's terrified of everything, but yeah. she always looks like she's, like, trying to hold in a fart. <laughs> because she's not sure if it's a toot or a poot. <laughs> That's the worst. We've all been there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She just, her and Rachel just... Are annoying. They're so fucking annoying. (laughs) I honestly think all the kids in this movie are annoying. Yeah. The the only people I truly like are Loomis and Meeker. Yeah. Everyone, well no wait, I'm sorry. I love the preacher. The old member, I forget his name, but he is Reverend Jackson P. Sayers. Yes, he is awesome. (laughs) The, The posse, they're fucking annoying. Yep, Earl and his gang. And I think... Brady's a douchebag. Big time. And damn, Kelly got some big old titties. I know. And you know, it's like, you'd think we'd get some titties in this movie. But no, no titties. We, we get to fake out. We get, we get, we get, we the, get the, all, the white bra with the white thong. Yeah, and as the titties are about to be exposed, dude leans forward and blocks him from the camera. It's like, oh, yep. man. So not fair. So yeah, I like this movie. It, yep. Not as much as I like three. Yeah. I really like three, but I've well, said that before. Three's on a whole different level, though. It is. You know, it's a, a completely it different story. I like how it's ten years later, and mm-hmm. it's just, it's a good movie. It moves at a good clip. It's not super long. Gets right to the point. Mm-hmm. Michael has time to dye his hair. <laughs> Looks like the Had to dye it back. Yeah, he put some sun in it. In it. Looks like the Invisible Man. Good, right? <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I actually agree. I, I really do like this film. I think this is probably one of my favorites in the franchise. Um, and again, it's because of the feeling of the movie. I, they, they got it right bringing this movie back. It's, it's hard to sometimes bring your, your head killer back from, uh, from dead. <laughs> but uh, they, I would argue they explained it away a little hand wavy, but they successfully brought him and Loomis back. And, uh, again, the feeling of the movie, it, it, it very much encapsulates the season. Well, they say he was, what, in a coma, right? Yeah. But now, there was a cut scene. Apparently, at the start of the movie, it was going to start with, just like how Halloween 2 picked up right where Halloween 1 left off, mm-hmm. this was supposed to pick up right where Halloween 2 leaves off, and we were going to see, like, firefighters and stuff putting out the fire in the hospital, and, like, pulling Loomis to safety... And Loomis screaming, no, let him burn, like trying to, let, very much like how um, Jamie Lee Jamie Lee, in, yeah. yeah, in the new Halloween, how she was like, no, let him burn. That was a direct reference to this cut scene where they were supposed to, they, the, basically the paramedics and the firefighters save Michael Myers. Because as it stands with the way Halloween 2 ended, we're like, how the fuck did either one of them live through an explosion? Right. You know, but we would have saw at the start of the film mm. how that changed. But I actually do really appreciate the way they do it in this film because we get caught up on both the first and second movie in less than a minute of dialogue. Mm-hmm. We, yeah. have, we have that security guard telling the two doctors who came with the paramedics to pick him up right. exactly what happened. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. Even though he has information wrong. He did. Because he said he, he was shot him six times, but between both movies it would have been 11. That's true. But he's referencing only part two, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, overall, I, I really do like this movie. It is a, a horrible shame that part five and six suck as much as they do. 
because they they were really leading up to something I think cool with this. The, the Thorn trilogy or the yeah, I, Thorn theory. I love the idea of the cult of Thorn yeah. because it explains why he's a supernatural killer. Right. Like in part one and two, like he's just part one, he's just a dude in a mask. Mm-hmm. You know, part two, it's the same, but he does some shit in that one that a regular dude can't do. Yeah. You know, like he's like when he sticks. <laughs> He sticks the the one dude's head in the or the was it the girl the girl the girl yeah in the in boiling the, water yeah and he his arm is in the water with her and right. he comes out unscathed you know and there's a couple scenes like that like there was the other one where we were joking uh, where he picks the nurse up by the back like the scalpel in the back and yeah. it looks like he stuck a finger in her butt because mm-hmm. of the shocked look on her face um, <laughs> but it's like again a regular person is not going to be able to pick up another human being out of scalpel no. like. He was doing supernatural shit in part two. So explaining the whole uh, Thorn trilogy, like, if they had actually properly explained it to make him into a supernatural killer, this would have been fantastic. But they really dropped the ball with the next two films, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. Which is kind of a kind of an ongoing theme in the Halloween franchise. Yeah. Halloween 2018, fucking fantastic. Halloween Kills, drop the ball. Halloween Ends, what the fuck? He was going to die tonight. Oh yeah, motherfucker. Or Halloween H2O, great film. Halloween Resurrection, absolute dog shit. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They always drop the ball. But I got to say, this is probably in my top three. Yeah. No, it's it's up there. I I think it's a really fun movie. It'd probably be three. between One and two, I I go back and forth on. Mm -hmm. Usually it's one. I go one, two, then four. But sometimes I... Like, two better than one. Of the Michael Myers stuff? I that's what I mean. I don't mean the... I don't include the third one because... Yeah. I really think I like one and four the best. I like part two a lot, but there's a lot of par- parts in part two that I think are silly. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. I still enjoy the movie a whole hell of a lot, but I like it. I think I like this one a little bit more than part two. Part one is always going to be my favorite, just, I think, mostly for nostalgic reasons, because it was the first one I saw, and yeah. it, you know... <laughs> That scene with the fucking clotheslines where he's just, like, standing amongst the laundry. That scared me so bad as a kid. It scares you now when you go outside and you see some sheets. Well, that's because we used to hang up laundry in my backyard. And the one window, uh, like, upstairs, like, you could see perfectly into the backyard. So anytime, like, my mom was hanging up laundry around autumn. And I was looking, I would just always imagine someone behind those sheets. And it scared the shit out of me. Because it was Michael Myers. It's because the shape was watching. (laughs) But, yeah, for anyone who hasn't seen this, the, the basic plot is, uh, you know, ten years after the original massacre... Um, Lori dead. Yeah. Michael Myers wakes up from his coma and decides to return to Haddonfield to kill his seven-year-old niece. And Dr. Loomis is out to stop him. So They don't explain how Lori died, though, right? Car accident. Mm-hmm. Oh, car accident, right. Yeah, the they, old they... car accident trope. <laughs> the car accident off-camera trope. <laughs> But, yeah, the, the opening is really cool. Like, we open up on October 30th, 1988, and we're treated to this awesome montage of, like, the countryside at, you know, during autumn with, like, all this, like, creepy old harvesting gear and, like, old-timey vintage Halloween decorations. Mm-hmm. Ever. It just sets the mood so perfectly. I love While the opening credits and title card roll, it, it's just really cool. But then we cut to some doctors arriving at Ridgemont Federal Sanitarium to pick up Michael Myers for a transfer, <laughs> who's basically been catatonic for years. Now, when are they going to stop trying to transfer this guy? Every time they try to transfer him somewhere, some shit goes down. Yeah. <laughs> just let him rot. Right. Just lock him in a cell and leave him there. <laughs> 
But like I mentioned earlier, we we meet the security guard who basically gives the plot of part one and two as the backstory. So just in case you haven't seen the previous movies, it catches you up real fast. This really makes me want it to be like a cold, windy night. Oh, I know, right. Where the leaves are just like I can't blowing around like tumbleweeds. That that smell is in the air. It is. It's just starting. It it's is. like that that smell of fall, which is weird to think about. It's like the smell of rot, but it's so good. <laughs> oh, it's so good. <laughs> so good. I love the smell of rot. <laughs> of tree rot. But uh, although I do have to comment, he does not mention how Loomis and Michael Myers, uh, you know, survived the explosion and how Myers can see after getting both eyes shot out. They don't explain that part. Uh, That's just part of the hand wavy, like meh. Well, you know, they he was they regenerated. Well, <laughs> apparently, they gave him eye transplants. That's why you can see them now. He's, he's got robo eyes. Maybe they use Lori's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> he no longer has the devil's eyes. Maybe that's well, why you she, can see him now because they're Lori's eyes. Ah, she don't need them anymore. That's true. <laughs> she was the donor. Um. Said on the back of her driver's license, please <laughs> donate my eyes to my murderous brother. <laughs> He'll need them because I shot his other ones out. Well, 40 years later, is that actually my brother? <laughs> exactly. Magically, he just stopped being her brother. But now, before... <laughs> I almost got Susie to cough up liquid here. <laughs> I'm okay. Mm. okay. Oh, that's a first. Oh, <laughs> Usually it's me that's trying to... I thought it was going to come out of my nose, to be honest. (laughs) Which would have been real gross because I'm a little stuffy. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. But now, one of the things I did like here is that uh, the doctors talked to... Was it... I forget the other doctor that was there. Wynn, right? No, no, No. Wynn wasn't there. Dr. McGillicuddy. That dude. I I know I have his name somewhere else in here. But um, the doctor that was overseeing the transfer... They ask about Loomis, and he's like, well, if he read memos, he would be here. And he's like, his role is more ceremonial these days anyway. And then we find out later he never sent the information to Loomis. Because <laughs> they were like, fuck you, old man. So they load him in the ambulance, and they take off. And on their drive, they discuss Michael's living relatives. They mention his niece, but that she's too young to be his legal ward. And when as soon as they mention that, Michael wakes up. But you gotta talk about the really cool garb he's wearing around his face. Uh, oh, the all the invisible man. Yeah, yeah, the invisible man wraps. Yeah, you know because he had no eyes. Right. So they wrapped his face or skin on his face because he got burned. But you know he got better. <laughs> <laughs> they took the skin from his ass and grafted it to his ass face he's from done, the preacher comics. He done got ass faced. Mm. <laughs> oh, poor arse face. But, uh, so yeah, so while he, while they're talking about this, Michael decides, I'm gonna kill him. He wakes up, and he thumbs the man's head to death. Yeah? Yes, he does. So right off the bat, we see Michael is supernatural. He just put his thumb through a skull. Mm -hmm. After being in a coma for ten years, his muscles would be atrophied, he'd be fucking not able to move. Well, he was probably working out on the overnights. Ah, as soon as they got out, he well, jumped the, up out of bed and was doing calisthenics. No, the big thing now are those lazy girl workouts where you, like, sit in a chair. I haven't seen this. So, I play words with friends, because mm. I like to keep my mind sharp as I get older. Um, and there's always ads, like, between the hands. Mm-hmm. And one of them is, like, a lazy girl workout where it 
like you literally sit remember the videos that run at like five in the morning with like the old people on channel oh, 17 yeah. it's like that but more intense interesting yeah <laughs> so that's what he was doing he was doing like calisthenics in the bed <laughs> That uh, still doesn't explain how he can shove his thumb through someone's skull. Well, but magic. I, I do. Well, I do like that they immediately hint that something is supernaturally different. Mm-hmm. So even though they don't really follow through with this movie, they lay the groundwork and then they just fumble it in the next film. Um, but so he kills the the people in the ambulance. Ambulance goes off the road. You know, it's dark and stormy night. Cut to Michael's niece, Jamie Lloyd, with her foster sister, Rachel. Jamie can't sleep and is looking out the window. Do you love me like a sister, Rachel? Like a real sister? Well, Jamie, we're not real sisters. But that doesn't mean I love you any less. Yes, it does! Yes, it does, too. All right, Jamie, You guys are mean. Weren't you seven months? Yeah, and I was probably fucking annoying like that, too. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure I was. But now, here, here's a quick question. We see Jamie looking out the window at an ambulance out in the rain. Now, we know that's not the ambulance because the ambulance crashed. But it's gone immediately after when Rachel comes down. Now, is this an early sign of Jamie getting the whole... Well, no, because she... No, no, not telepathy. telepathy. Um, Got but my teas mixed There's up. that whole mind link, though, in part five yes. with her and Michael. Mm-hmm. So is this... Are, again, are they hinting at there's something there? Because they don't show that again in the movie. Right. right. Like, she doesn't have another episode like that until part five. Right. Uh, yeah, I think... Speak. Yeah, I, I think that's what they're doing. That's kind of what I, I gathered from, but I was like, if it, it, it sticks out like a sore thumb, like a thumb through a skull. <laughs> yeah. Because, because they don't repeat anything. Yeah, they like never that. follow through with that one. So I, I always found that a little bit weird. But so she gets uh, Jamie to go back upstairs, go to bed. And Jamie immediately goes into her closet and looks at pictures of her mom. In case, you know, you didn't put two and two together. It's like, here's a picture of Laurie Strode from Halloween 1. <laughs> Carrying her books down the street. <laughs> yeah, why wouldn't she have a more update the picture of her? I know, right? It's like, here. But there's something else... We'll get to the box of pictures a little later, but there's something else very important in that box that does not make fucking sense for the rest of the movie, and I, I will get to that. Who's the father? Do, they never say. They never say, right? No. Nah. I thought they insinuated that it might have been someone. Or maybe, Dr. Loomis? No. <laughs> oh, no, because that guy died, right? You're thinking about Brent Tramer. Yes. But No, Brent no, Tramer was killed in the second movie. No, he died. No, the... Um, the paramedic that liked her. He died, too. He died, he? too. Yeah, he died, too. Oh, that's right. I, I always think that he slipped and fell and he just hit his head. I forgot. That he, <laughs> no, he, he died. He dies later, yeah. <laughs> he Never slipped mind. and fell into the coffin. <laughs> yeah, he slipped and fell until he died. The afterlife. But now, so she goes in the in, in this closet. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just say it here. There's a picture that we see of Michael in the clown costume. Now, we find out that Jamie knows what her uncle did. Because Jamie's uncle's the boogeyman. Everyone knows this. Right. So the whole fucking town knows her uncle killed everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows he killed on that night in the clown costume. She has a photo of her murderous uncle as a child in the clown costume that he used to kill her aunt with. Mm-hmm. Why does she buy the exact same clown costume going, oh, I found the perfect costume? <laughs> like, Again, maybe it's that psychic maybe, link. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. I'm like, right. that's a little disturbing. <laughs> like, I mean, she was paying a... She's paying homage to her, <laughs> to her murderous, murderous uncle. uncle yeah. Who are you supposed to be for Halloween? My uncle! <laughs> the crazy sorry. murderer. I'm sorry, but I think it's wrong that they're 
they wrote it in where the kids are picking on her. I'd be oh, scared are, shitless of they her. Are bru- but they are so brutal, too. I know, but, like, I would not be picking on her. Yeah. I like, would want to be friends with her. Yeah. like <laughs> I wouldn't want anything to do with her. <laughs> I'd be that nice kid from across the room be like, oh, you need a pencil? Here, go ahead. Just stay away. Here, you sharpen it, though. <laughs> you and your murderous uncle stay away. <laughs> I don't want to know the boogeyman, but... <laughs> Know the boogeyman, but that scene where they're they're fucking with her, they're like Jamie's uncle's the boogeyman. Like, how come your mom didn't make you a costume? How oh, can she? she? She's dead. dead. I was I like, know. Jesus Christ! Kids, kids are rotten. They're worse now. That's true. You hear, I mean, the shit the kids say now. I'm sure you hear, but you know, I'm sure Caleb has his stories about what the kids. Oh, say. I've heard him back and forth on Discord with people. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Kids are a lot worse now. That was tame compared to now. That's true. But uh, now, this whole sequence here is is forever ruined for me because of Family Guy. <laughs> so, Jamie has this whole sequence where, you know, she looks at the photos, she goes to say her nightly prayers, and, like, we see Michael in the shadows, and then eventually he, like, pops out from under the bed and grabs her ankle, scares <laughs> he the He sits hell. up? <laughs> yeah, he sits up and looks at her. And that's the part, because I don't know if you guys have seen this episode of Family Guy, but there's an episode where Tom Tucker wants to get back into acting... Because Peter finds out that Tom Tucker played Michael Myers in Halloween 4, the best Halloween movie ever made. And he, like, tells Tom to go back to Hollywood. But when he's watching Halloween 4, we see this all this footage. And he sits up and he goes, hi, I'm Tom Tucker. I'm here to play Michael Myers. <laughs> and it's just, like, it's fucking hilarious. I have not seen that, but I would like to find the clip. <laughs> so now every single time I watch this, I immediately think of that. But she starts screaming bloody murder. We see uh, her parents come running down the hall, and we find Jamie in the closet crying and clutching her box of photos. So again, was this... Clutching her pearls. (laughs) Was this uh, a premonition? Was this, you know, a bad dream? What was it? Who knows? Maybe she's having night... uh, Night terrors. Not night terrors. um, Sleep... uh, Night paralysis? Sleep paralysis. Sleep paralysis. Mm. Night paralysis. Night paralysis. Night paralysis. Well, I mean, usually it takes place at night, right? Yeah, it does. <laughs> but uh, I lost my place. Oh, yeah. So, okay. So, we cut to the next day, which is uh, October 31st. So, Halloween night. It gets right into it. Mm-hmm. But we have this chaotic morning where, where Dad's trying to get ready for work. He spills coffee or, on his tie. And I love how he looks at his wife. He's like, oh. Hun, and he holds it up to her like she did it. It's like, dude, you dipped your damn guy. What the hell? But so she's getting her, him a new tie, and then she get a phone, gets a phone call from the babysitter or the babysitter's mom, who's like, you know, she can't babysit Jamie tonight. She broke her ankle skating, and I love how the mom's like, can she bring her crutches? <laughs> Like, fuck your kid's ankle. I want to go out. Mm-hmm. But mom, I gotta fucking I mean, see Brody. Oh, God, this whole... Oh, I hated Rachel here. So, mom... I just hate Rachel and Jamie in general. <laughs> I, don't, I don't hate both of them, but she annoys me in this scene and in this scene coming up. So, like, mom tells uh, Rachel, you're gonna have to watch Jamie tonight. And she's like, nope, not tonight. You know how important tonight is. And she's like, well, you know how important tonight is for your father? Because he has some kind of big meeting where it might mean a promotion. Yeah, she's like, like it'll... De- the outcome of this, like, will Vacation in Bermuda or, or... another two weeks at your grandmother's in Cleveland. Cleveland. <laughs> and then she's like, well, what did she say? Brody, he might he, go step... Well, go step... No, I, I think, study. Um, I think tonight Brody is going to be serious. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> or something like that. And then she's like... She, she's like, well, you know, you're going to have to reschedule. And she's like, so now, you know, my future 
what's she say? Like my future, my proposal, my marriage, my children, your future grandchildren are all ruined. <laughs> that dipshit Bro- uh, Brody was not going to propose. No. And I love it because Jamie overhears it. She's like, I'm sorry, I ruined everything. <laughs> Runs away. I love the dad's comment. Nice going, Rachel. (laughs) He just just come back from putting on his new tie and was like, you fuck up. You dumb bitch. (laughs) So Rachel goes upstairs and smooths things over with Jamie. I'll take you for ice cream. Well, because she asked her first, do you want to go trick-or-treating? She's like, no, I don't want to go trick-or-treating. She's like, how about ice cream? She's like, yeah, two scoops. (laughs) I mean, that that, that one is all over a seven. What's that? Ice cream one is. Oh, yeah. That won us over with anything. Oh, hell yeah. If, if so, uh, Shit, that wins me over now. <laughs> yeah, right. If I'm mad about something and Jess is like, I bought some Chunky Monkey, I'm like, okay, forgiven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so we cut to old man Loomis confronting the doctor from the sanitarium. Uh, it's Dr. Hoffman, that's what it was. So confronting Dr. Hoffman, he goes off on him saying he wasn't told that they were transferring Myers on purpose. Hoffman basically tells Loomis that Myers was a federal prisoner and Loomis had no say in it. Loomis reminds Hoffman how evil Myers is and reminds him that tonight is Halloween. Just then, Hoffman gets a call informing him of the accident with the transfer. <laughs> Loomis wastes no time. To the Loomis mobile! But <laughs> I, I did laugh my ass off because when he comes in, he's like he gets the phone call and Loomis just slowly starts to smirk. Like, I know what that call is. <laughs> like, but also, did you notice how his his scar changed? Yes. He had a nipple on his cheek, and then it didn't happen in the next scene. It fell off. It did. I kept thinking of Uncle Buck. How about you take this corner, go downtown, have a rat gnaw that thing off your face? Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, he literally had this, like, big burn scar with a lump in the middle of his cheek. Mm-hmm. And then, like, two scenes later, it's gone. Lump sat alone in a boggy marsh. <laughs> it fell off, too. He healed as fast as uh, Michael did. He does. He's cray-cray. But, so they we head to the accident site. Loomis and Hoffman arrive on the scene. The cops are trying to say it was simply an accident. Where is he? <laughs> Come here, Marsh! Well, and it's the thing. They're like, oh, I've seen it all the time. You know, a bad storm. The car comes down the embankment, and they, and they flip. Why don't you have signs, then, if you've seen it that many times? Yeah, we get people dead over here all the time. It was the 80s. <laughs> wear a helmet. It's the 80s. Yeah. You didn't even have to wear seatbelts. <laughs> I mean, shit, for a time you were allowed to drink while you're driving. Oh, there was, like, there was, what, the early 80s where they started cracking down on drinking and driving mm-hmm. and people were actually protesting. Like, are you telling me after a long day at work I can't enjoy a beer on my drive home? <laughs> it's like... Jesus, that was and simpler now, times. Like the thing, like thinking of it, you're like, of course you don't want to drink a beer while you're fucking driving home. Uh, you drink it in the parking lot of where you bought it, and then you drive home. <laughs> simpler times. Mm. But yeah, Loomis just trudges right in. He's like, "How many bodies?" Like, well, they're chewed up. <laughs> I like Maurice's Loomis impression better. <laughs> I love that he just runs in the water. <laughs> But he like hobbles because he's got the limp. <laughs> but he starts poking around like, yep, this is his work. Like, <laughs> Did they even show the bodies? No. <laughs> there was so like, There was all this blood on the outside of the ambulance. They were oh. all dead when they hit there. Who was here? I think Michael was just finger painting with other people's fingers. <laughs> with his thumb. <laughs> with his thumb, yes. 
He was like, dip, 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 draw, draw, draw. Oh, Lord. Oh, my belly hurts from laughing already. He had the biggest thumbs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, so Loomis is immediately like, nope, he killed him. And he, where are you going? (laughs) Hurfield. It's a four-hour drive. He jumps in the water and starts swimming. (laughs) But I love it because they're like, I've seen bodies thrown up to 50 feet. And Hoffman's like, let him look around, Loomis. We'll find the body. And he goes, it's a four-hour drive to Haddonfield. If you don't find it by then, I'm sure I will. You can reach me through the local police. <laughs> and then to the Loomis Mobile. Yep. <laughs> oh my god, oh. instead of the bat symbol spinning. <laughs> Just Loomis's face with the little nipple on his cheek. Yes. Oh god. So now we Oh, oh. I didn't wash my hands after we ate. Oh no. Oh, Did no. you rub hot pepper? I'm okay. Keep going. I'll live. Susie touched jalapenos and then touched her eyes. Mm. Oh, that's unpleasant. Um Okay. <laughs> oh boy, where were we? Okay, that's Spray some Windex on it. Exactly. <laughs> I got some milk. Wanna stick your eye in it? Oh, <laughs> uh, but we cut to the gas station where uh, where Michael comes in and kills the mechanic so he can get his jumpsuit. And then he wraps him in the bandages. He's like, gee whiz, I'm sad because I lost my mummy. He's like, I like your fit, dog. <laughs> Just takes his clothes. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. So. I'm trying to take a sip and there's just no good time. <laughs> I love this though because Loomis just happens to stop at the gate at the same gas station because you know movie. Mm. He pokes around, finds the dead bodies and broken phones. He's just, I love it. He finds the dead bodies, immediately goes to pick up the one phone, sees that it's crushed, grabs the other phone and just smacks it against the wall when he sees the cord. It's got. It's like ah, you fucker. Mm. You know, it's just. Loomis mobile. Well, not yet. Now he looks up and he sees Michael standing and staring at him. <laughs> Michael, <laughs> don't go home. He's like, I waited ten years for this. I knew this day would come. Don't go to Haddonfield. If you want another victim, take me. Oh my Le- god. Leave those poor people alone. <laughs> it's like a cross between Donald Pleasance <laughs> and Orson Welles in his older years. Have you ever heard the clip of when yes. he was trying to do the ad for the wine? Oh, the French. <laughs> The one where he does the peas is even funnier. Yes. That one, <laughs> Hibbard can do that line for line, and it's it's effing hysterical. <laughs> oh my god! Oh. So he sees Michael. Uh, Michael's just standing there. And Loomis holds up his gun and he shoots, and Michael is fucking greased lightning. He is gone. Mm. Like he shoots a pot that was behind Michael, like, and he didn't give Michael a chance. He just holds up his gun. And it's like bang bang, like just immediately, and Michael's out of there. So he goes, he's like, Michael, where are you? <laughs> he comes outside and then the fucking tow truck comes careening out of the garage, hits the gas pump, forcing Loomis to dive out of the way. <laughs> the gas pump explodes and then his car explodes. <laughs> so yeah, Loomis is fucked. That he's hitchhiking. Yeah, which we'll get to that in a second. Oh my God, that's hilarious. Oh, hey, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we cut to Jamie in school. This is the part where, where she's getting mocked because Jamie's uncle's the boogeyman. 
Um, but I do love the Ben Cooper Frankenstein mask that one kid has. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, it's fucking badass. And the Matt Tracker mask from Mask. <laughs> um, so Rachel and her friend pick up Lindsay from, uh, or Ra- Rachel and her friend Lindsay, which is supposed to be Lindsay it, Wallace. It's supposed to be, but then they're like, yeah, we don't have the budget. Yeah. But you don't have the budget, they make, bring her back? Exactly. You have it, her. It was supposed to be, uh, okay, so that was supposed to be Lindsay Wallace. And then the other guy, in, we're and we're going to get to the, the shop. It's supposed yeah. to be um, Doofus face. Uh, Tommy Doyle. Tommy Doyle. Yeah, because it was supposed to be um, Brady, that guy Wade, and then the guy laughing was supposed to be Tommy. Yeah. And, like, Rachel makes a comment early on where she's like, oh, your mom used to babysit for me. I bet you didn't know that. And she's like, lucky. I wish she could babysit me, but she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, no, so they, they were trying to, like, link shit mm-hmm. back to the previous stuff, but then... Due to budgetary concerns, they cut shit. But, so they go to pick up Jamie, and uh, she tells Rachel that she wants to go trick-or-treating after all. So Lindsay convinces Rachel to take Jamie to the discount mart to get a costume, and then she can talk to Brady. Mm-hmm. So I love it, because Jamie's, like, sitting there, she's listening to him talk, she's like, can we get ice cream after? I'm like, smart kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Angling for both treats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we cut to the discount mart, where we meet Brady, Kelly, and Wade. I love how Wade attempts to ask out Kelly. He's just like, time's got to be perfect. And he slowly walks up to her. Before he can speak, she's like, fuck off, Wade. Mm -hmm. And he turns around looking like he pooped himself. (laughs) Does she even say anything or just shakes her head no? She says, fuck off, Wade. Does she say, fuck (laughs) off? Oh, my God. So uh, Rachel and Jamie get dropped off and they go in the store. And now this is the part where Rachel pisses me off. Because Brady's all excited. He's like, oh, hey, I thought we were, I was going to pick you up around 8. And she's like, well, we got to talk about that. Like, she waited all day yeah. to let him know, hey, I have to cancel my plans in like two hours. Yep. Yeah. I actually and, don't blame him in this. But... Yeah. I was like, that's a dick move to do. Yeah. Like, if you know you have to cancel, cancel. You know, don't don't leave somebody hanging until the last minute and they'll be like, sorry, bye. Yeah, because then he's going to go bang Kelly. Yeah, because he was mad. That's right. <laughs> But I love it, though, because when he's like, well, how long did you know about this? And she's like, well, I found it this morning. He's like, this morning, and you're just telling me now? And she's like, don't get mad. <laughs> like, why not? That's a dick move. <laughs> like, don't do that. Meanwhile, Jamie goes and finds the clown costume, which is the perfect costume because it looks just like the one her uncle murdered people in. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Michael pops up behind her as he's, like, stretching on the William Shatner mask. <laughs> Scares the hell out of her. She backs into a mirror, shatters it. And, you know, starts screaming. Everyone comes running. And, uh, you know, she's like, I saw the Nightmare Man. (laughs) Do you know the Nightmare Man? (laughs) But then Rachel's like, ah, you just saw a mask and got scared. Let's go. Like, you didn't pay for the broken mirror. You didn't pay for the costume. You just walked the fuck out. Mm -hmm. You walked in pissed off an employee and broke a bunch of shit and left. Yep. Oh, which, one thing I forgot to mention. When Jamie screams, there isn't a, a scene. I rewound it like three times because I couldn't stop laughing at it. Rachel goes running down the aisle. Now, there is a spinner rack of Hallmark cards. She has more than enough space oh, to, she, to pass it. No, she literally like reaches both arms out and pushes it. Like It's like they told her, knock over the, the rack. And instead of running into it, she ran next to it and was like, get out of here. Fuck your Hallmarks. <laughs> Like, she just shoved him over. <laughs> and I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> so, you know, they leave the store. Rachel, you know, Rachel's upset. Brady's upset. Jamie's upset. And Kelly's like, I'm gonna fuck that guy. 
Now we cut to Loomis hitchhiking. <laughs> we get the teens that you were talking about. Meanwhile, on the highway. Come on, Grandpa, get in. And then they speed off and literally leave him in the dirt. Yep. In the dust. They just hit him with the dust cloud. He's like... Bah, 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 bah. And then here comes Reverend John P. Sayer. Mm. Oh, God, I love this guy so much. He's like, you're hunting him, ain't you? <laughs> Been hunting him for 30 years. What are you hunting, Mr. Sayer? Armageddon, doomsday. Mm-hmm. You want a drink? <laughs> oh, he, he like sneezes in his hand, wipes it on his chest, and offers it for a shake. Mm. He's such a cool character, though. Unfortunately, this guy was supposed to have a much bigger role. He was apparently supposed to end up in Haddonfield with Loomis, get attacked by Michael Myers, who gouges his eyes out. Like, he was supposed to thumb his eyes. And then there was going to be a scene where, where he come Like, he survives. He comes out of the bushes, like, screaming that he saw evil. You know, and uh, he can't see evil no more. <laughs> his eyes are gone. But, uh, so yeah, so we get this really cool back and forth with the two of them. It's, just, it's a totally I like cheese moment, but it's so good. That night at Rachel's par- or that night at Rachel's house, the parents are getting ready to go out, and we see someone watching from the shadows. Mm. Spoopy. Rachel calls Brady's house to tell him to come by around eight that she should be home by then, and finds out that he's not home from work yet. Uh oh. <laughs> Jamie gets her costume on, and they head out to trick or treat. After uh, they leave, Michael breaks in and finds the pictures of Lori in Jamie's room. You know, just to be sure that he's got the right kid. <laughs> You don't want to go terrorizing the wrong kid. I mean, he's already killed several other people. He's like, let me just make sure. I don't want to kill too many kids now. Open out. Exactly. He's like, my eyes don't work so good anymore since I had the transplant. Let me make sure. But we got to Loomis showing up at the Haddonfield Police Station where he meets Sheriff Meeker because uh, Brackett had retired 10 years earlier after the events of Part 2. Um, now, one thing I really like here, and this is one of the things that really makes me like this movie, is they go completely against trope, where normally the crazy guy comes into town, tells the guy, oh my God, there's crazy things happening, and the cops are like, you're nuts, get in jail. Mm-hmm. This time, Meeker was like, say what now? Wait, who? Michael's back? Okay, fuck it, round him up, come on, let's go. Mm-hmm. Believe the old man, I don't care, look at his face, he's fucked up. And they just, Meeker believes him almost immediately. Yeah. Because Meeker's badass. He, he's a smart cop. I was like, wow, I like this guy. Because in Friday the 13th, he got thrown in jail. <laughs> right, exactly. Friday the 13th, it happens. I know you guys hate this movie, but Darkness Falls, it happens. Like, there's so many examples of the guy trying to warn the police of the crazy situation, mm-hmm. and they're like, fuck you, get in jail, sleep it off. Yep. Um, so I was really appreciative that they went against tropes with this. But yeah, so Meeker is just like, all right, call it in. We're going to go out on the town and look for Michael Myers. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, get people off the streets, Sheriff. He's like, everyone needs to be off the streets. And again, he takes it it so seriously that he has his people call into the local news to report, trick-or-treating's over, close your shops, hide your wives, hide your kids, get inside. Because killing everybody up in here. Killing everybody up in here. But... So, yeah. Jesus is a killer. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> I know that's a different meme, but still. <laughs> I had to get myself a cold pop. <laughs> oh, lordy. But. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. 
But so we cut to Rachel and Jamie out trick-or-treating, and they end up going to Sheriff Meeker's house, where they see uh, Kelly... Answer the door in just a t-shirt. <laughs> the cops do it best, or whatever it said. Mm-hmm. And then we see Brady with his shirt, like, unbuttoned, like, coming around the corner. And, you know, Rachel sees that, and she's like, okay, and walks away. So Forgetting wh- that she's in charge of Jamie. Right. Oh, no, no, because Jamie asks if she can go with the other kids because well, they like her costume. No, they go up to the door together. Oh, that's the right. The kids go up to the... But then that's when Rachel sees because she's standing behind. And then she just walks away as the kids all just, you know, take off in yep. the other direction, mm-hmm. including Jamie. And Brady comes running out and he's just like, Rachel, wait. And Kelly's like, dude, what the fuck? You know, he's like, hold on. <laughs> he goes and tells Rachel, like, well, you really made me mad, you know, so... I had to do something. She's like, so you jump on the next best thing? And he's like, well, what was I supposed to do? Like, <laughs> my dick was hard. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He's such a piece of shit. If anyone deserves to die in that movie, it's him. Yep. Yep. Well, he gets his comeuppance. Um, so they're arguing, you know, and then basically Rachel is like, you know, fuck you, you can do what you want, and walks away. Meanwhile, we see Michael watching Jamie walk away. So it's like, okay, you know, he, he looking, he knows. Now we cut to the old watering hole with Earl and the boys. <laughs> and we see the, the news report about, uh, you know, get every, you know close your business, get off the streets, blah, blah, hide your wife, hide your kids. Um, and Earl's like, what's all this about? I ain't closing a lot of damn good and reason. And calls the cops and no one answers. Do we, do we miss the part with Bucky? Well, Bucky. The, the guy that gets electrocuted? No, that's coming up. Okay. <laughs> that's, I didn't know his name was Bucky. Yeah, it says on his helmet. Oh, shit. And Duffy has a name. <laughs> I missed that. Bucky. <laughs> but so they all, they're all like, what are we going to do, Earl? He's like, we're going to go down to the police station. No reason that they shouldn't answer the phone. So he gets the drunken posse together and off they go. I love it because he like yells to the one lady. He's like, watch the register. She's like, you got it, Earl. <laughs> <laughs> Just some random disembodied voice. It's the same lady from Friday the 13th. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, I don't need a tip. Just a night on the town. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta rewatch that. It's been a while. That's <laughs> so, time of year for me. Yeah, definitely. So Loomer and... and, and Loomer? Yeah, Loomis <laughs> and Meeker. I tried to say it. That's their, their married yeah. name, Loomer. Um, they go to uh, to Jamie's house, to the Carruthers' house, and Loomis finds the photos of Jamie in photos in Jamie's room along with the dead family dog. Michael really don't like dogs. Nope. He kills dogs a lot. He must have got bit by a dog as a kid. Seriously, like he's always killing. He's one of the only slashers that's always killing the dogs. Yep. Well, dogs know when people are bad. Ah, that's true. So, like, the dog's telling on him already. <laughs> they're barking. If only we could understand. They're going, he has the blackest eyes. <laughs> He's evil. But, uh, so, yeah, Meeker and Loomis leave Deputy Logan in the house in case the family comes back and they take off to go look for Myers. Now we cut to the power station. <laughs> this is one of my favorite par- parts and characters. <laughs> The guy's just like dicking with something at the substation, and we see Michael just standing there. He's like, "Hey, I'm not supposed to be here. You stay right there. I'm gonna get the police. I'm on the phone with the police right now." What? What? Huh? No, you're not. No, you're not. Because <laughs> you have to go to the building and call. And I love it though, because 
as he starts walking, he keeps looking over his shoulder like, did you buy that? Did you buy that? Or you yeah, I didn't buy that next thing you know, he's getting fried. He grabs him by like the dick and the throat and throws him into the fucking bylaws. So bye-bye Bucky and uh, cuts the power for the entire town. Now, to this day, if it was Halloween night and there was a blackout, that would scare the shit out of me because I would immediately think Michael Myers is out there trying to kill people. That was a terrifying situation. But we see back out on the street, we see families picking up the kids, yanking them off the streets. Meanwhile, Rachel is still running around looking for Jamie. Rachel sees Michael and beats feet the fuck out of there. I was like, oh, she's actually smart here. Mm-hmm. She's like, nope, I'm out. This is before she even knows about Michael Myers. She still does, I mean, she knows of him, but she didn't know he's out in the town. Right. So Rachel finds Jamie, right, as Loomis and Meeker find them. They get in, Rachel and Jamie, uh, or they get Rachel and Jamie in the car, and Loomis sees Michael. Suddenly another Michael appears. And another. <laughs> Loomis again, wasting no time, pulls his fucking gun. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. And the teenager's like, holy shit, man, hold on. <laughs> I was like, I love how ready Loomis is to kill kids. What, where the hell are all these bleached... William Shatner masks coming from. Thank you. Okay, so this is something I have questioned multiple times in this movie. If you, if your, if your town survived a murder spree with someone dressed in a particular mask, would you then sell it at every fucking five and dime in the town? That doesn't make any sense to me. It's like I understand at least with Scream, they made the movie within the movie stab, so all the the masks are based on the movie, right? But it's like, that would be like if, you know, we were running around in John Wayne Gacy masks as kids. <laughs> like, it's, it's not right. So do you think if William Shatner ever went to Haddonfield, they'd lynch him? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> they would just hold up a picture to his face. Wait a second. <laughs> That's makeup. Your face is stark white. Kill him. <laughs> but, but yeah, so they, they, you know, the kids laugh and Meeker's like, get the fuck out of here. And they all take off home. But, so now, uh, yeah, so they, they uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, after after they get in the car, they, they drive away. And as soon as they drive away, we see Michael, the real Michael, walk out into the street and watch him go. Um, Loomis and Meeker get back to the station where they find it in ruin and all the cops are dead. And I love how Meeker is like, what kind of man can do a thing like this? And Loomis is just like, he isn't a man. He is evil. <laughs> but again, to Meeker's credit, he's like, Okay, he's not a man. What do we do? <laughs> like, I he just he's mm-hmm. buying it, hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, he's yeah. like, I don't give a fuck. I've seen some shit. What you got, old man? <laughs> like, I'm gonna trust the mystic old guy because he knows the plot. <laughs> it's just, I, I love Beaker. He's great. So they go outside and encounter Earl and the gang who want answers. Meeker tries to tell him to calm down and to let the police handle it, but Loomis tells them it's Myers. The posse gets freaked out, saying that they're going to handle it, and they take off to search for Myers. Meeker gets mad at Loomis, saying you just created a lynch mob, and Loomis reminds him that he no longer has a police force, and these people are the best he has. <laughs> Which doesn't work out too well for the, the old guy they kill. Right, <laughs> I know. The town drunk, right? Yeah. I love it, though, because Meeker's just like, God help us all, because he knows they're fucked. Got to Deputy Logan coming out of the Lloyd house to Radio Meeker, telling him that he just heard about the station. How? How did he hear about the station? Power's out, so he couldn't see anything on the television. 
His radio is clearly in the car, because he goes out to the car to call. Mm-hmm. Who told him? Michael. <laughs> I was going to say, how did, how did Deputy Logan find out? Michael. That really bothered me once I realized that. I was like, that makes no damn sense. But Meeker tell, uh, tells him that they found Rachel and Jamie and to come to his house. So while this conversation is happening, I love this camera play. So Deputy Logan's in the front seat talking away on the radio to Meeker. He's like, yeah, come to my house. We found the kids. And the camera just pans back. And we see Michael crouch in the back seat like, hee hee. Yeah. <laughs> and the camera just slowly slides back into frame. Mm-hmm. Like, peekaboo. So Michael just waits to be chauffeured right to where he needs to go. Cut to the posse out on the prowl. They see a random person that they think is Michael hiding in some bushes and shoot the fuck out of him, only to find out it's old Ted Hollister. Womp womp. So you're, you're going back for a minute, though, you're telling me that this cop couldn't see the guy, this huge man sitting in the back of his cop car? Right! The dude's, like, over six foot. He's huge. You know, and, yeah, he's just sitting in the back seat, and Deputy Logan has no clue. It's that thing that we've always talked about in horror movies, and no one has peripheral vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They can only see directly in front of their face. Well, it'll be coming up later in the, the pickup truck. <laughs> yes. Yes, it will. All right. If you're standing well, there, guns ablaze and everything. Yeah. You're telling me you don't see well, Michael back there? My favorite part there is he kills the one guy and throws him out of the car. And the guy standing alongside the back of the pickup didn't see him somehow. No. Like, dude, what the, what? <laughs> so, they, uh, you know, they, they, they get to, they go back to Meeker's place, and, um, or, I'm sorry, we, we cut back to Meeker's place, and Kelly and Brady are getting, getting busy down by the fire, but Dad comes home to cock block. They scramble to get their clothes on, and I love how Kelly's like, if he finds you here, he's gonna skin you alive. Like, that, that would suck. Mm-hmm. Like, you go from having a boner to realizing you're going to get killed? I'd be out the window. But they, they get their clothes on. Meeker and the others come in and begin locking up and telling everyone to basically barricade the house. I love it. He gives Brady the gun. He's like, he's like, you know how to shoot this? He's like, yes, sir. He goes, what's going on? He goes, just be ready. He goes, I'll go upstairs in the attic and, and nail the window shut. And he goes, and Brady, find your girl and my daughter again. I'm going to use this gun on you. He's <laughs> like, I'm going to shoot your balls off, kid. Um... So Logan goes outside to get his riot gun and finds his car open. And he's like, well, I wonder how that happened. So now we know Myers is on the loose. They batten down the hatches and use the radio to try to get the state troopers for backup. Eventually they get through, uh, they get through and call for backup. Loomis takes off to try to find Myers to stop him, saying that he'll go back to the Carruthers' house, so he's going to go there and search for him. Um, we get the, <laughs> the back and forth between Rachel and Kelly which is fucking hilarious, where Kelly's making coffee for everybody, and Rachel hands her the sugar, and she's like, are you looking for this? And she's like, you know, it's not like, I didn't know Brady and you had a thing. And she goes, oh, you knew, you just didn't care. And then she like, dumps coffee on her. Well, she goes, well, I had to do what's best for me. Oh. He's not married. So she wants to get pregnant, is what she's <laughs> yeah. telling her. But I love it, though, because she goes, don't you mean what you do best? Mm-hmm. And she's like, here, have some coffee, and tosses it on her. But we also find out... Um, well, Sheriff Meeker here finds out about the havoc that the drunken posse is causing and goes off to try to stop them. He tells Rachel to stay by the radio and wait for word from the state troopers. Kelly goes to bring some coffee to Deputy Logan, who she finds sitting in the dark, uh, just rocking back and forth in a chair. 
She goes to light a candle and sees that actually Deputy Logan is twisted into a dead pretzel behind the table. Yep. Like, what did he do to him? <laughs> he literally twisted that man into a he human pretzel. He thumbed him into a pretzel. <laughs> I was like, oh, Logan died weird. But Myers sits up from the chair and stabs Kelly with the barrel of the shotgun through the wall. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a hell of a, hell of a kill. And nobody heard it. Nope. He's, he's like a fucking ninja. But meanwhile, Rachel gets the call from the state troopers that they're on their way. And she's like, okay, thank you. Over and out. <laughs> I don't know why she's that part so made me awkward. laugh. 10-4. <laughs> but she goes to tell Deputy Logan and finds him and Kelly dead. She screams and runs upstairs to find Jamie, but Jamie is gone. She runs to find Brady, who tries to convince her to leave Jamie. I love this because it doesn't take much convincing. He's like, we got to get out. She's like, no, not without Jamie. He's like, have you seen them? She doesn't stand a chance. Let's go. She's like, okay. <laughs> like, she's ready to leave the kid for dead. And so he tries to get out the front door. How are they locked in from the inside? Like, because he tries. He's like, the door is locked. I can't open. He's like, do you have a key? She's like, no. What, what kind of front door? Bad. Oh, Bella. Cat interruption. <laughs> um, yeah, what kind, of, what kind of front door has to be, like, unlocked from the inside with a key? Yeah. Horror movie. Because I know, like, my grandma's old house, you, like, you have to twist it. To, right. Uh, like, it was an older door, but well, never thing. had to lock it. Yeah, yeah, to lock it from, so they couldn't get outside. And then it's clearly a wooden door. We see in frame, it is made of wood. He shoots it and then goes, oh, it's metal. And I'm like, but it's not. <laughs> Look, we can see it. <laughs> he's, he's just a bitch. All right? That's all there is to that. I was like, I don't understand this. It's, it's not metal. It's wood. We're looking right at it. And she's like, what does that mean? He goes, it means we're locked inside. And they run upstairs. That, I, oh, it, it baffled me. I, you know, usually I go with movies, yeah, movie, but that just doesn't make any damn sense. <laughs> it really bugged me. So they go upstairs and find Jamie, but just then Michael shows up downstairs. Brady goes to shoot him, but he wasted his bullets on the door, so he has to reload. So instead of moving and reloading, he stands still as Michael slowly climbs the stairs, and he just yells at Rachel and Jamie to go. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, you have legs. Use them. Walk. He's walking. He, well, you could literally just do a mall walk and get away from him. Or if you're just going to stand there, stop loading the gun and beat the shit out of him with a gun. Right. But do no. Something. He does eventually try that. He tries to hit him, but Michael. Yeah, when he's right there. Him. Right, exactly. But, so Michael comes slowly up the stairs. You know, Brady finally gets the, the gun loaded. He goes to shoot it. And Michael just knocks the gun over and he fires off to the side. Then Brady tries to slam him with the gun. <laughs> Michael picks him up by the throat and just rips his head half off. Yep. Just like, bye-bye, Brady. So, meanwhile, uh, Rachel and Jamie run upstairs into the attic while screaming, leave us alone. So he'll know exactly where they went. Mm-hmm. Like, they literally, they're running quietly away they get to the top of the stairs, and then she leans over. She's like, leave us alone! Well, they forgot he lost his eyes, not his ears. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so fucking dumb. And so they end up climbing out onto the roof as Michael get, comes in and gets a knife. Because there was a knife in the attic. 
Sure. Sure. It's like there's just a butcher knife randomly sitting on a shelf. Maybe Billy was up there. I, I, <laughs> That's true. I, I do like the scene uh, on the roof. Oh, the scene's but, cool, but it's um, like some of the stuff surrounding it makes no sense. Yeah. But uh, I guess the actress that played um, Rachel right. cut herself like sliding down like yeah. a nail. Like, and yeah, right. when she slides she, down, she, she <clears throat> catches a nail and it cuts yeah. her arm. She went to the hospital and was back on the set the next day, though. Yep. Yeah, Jamie, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Daniel Harris was like, it didn't stop her at all. <laughs> but, so yeah, they get up out, on, out onto the roof, and Michael follows. I love this, because when they get down to the chimney, or over the, the edge of the roof, she's like, try to hit the chimney, and Jamie's like, I can't. She's like, well, you better. And just pushes her. And Jamie goes tumbling down into the chimney, and then Rachel slides down right as Michael goes to stab her. And then she takes a bunch of cable line and ties it around Jamie's waist. And she's like, I got you. I'm lowering you. And she, like, kicks Jamie off the roof and is lowering her. It's like, no, you, but you don't have her. There's a killer coming right behind you with a knife. And clearly she didn't because she lowered her about four feet and then drops the kid. Yeah. And Jamie's like, I do love that moment where Danielle Harris is just, like, spazzing. Where the, the cable falls. Jesus like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, she's yeah. flapping her arms around. They probably didn't tell her what was happening. <laughs> and she grabs onto the trellis and starts climbing. Meanwhile, Rachel rolls off the edge of the roof. And fucking uh, Michael Myers is stabbing at her. And she just falls. She's like, I regret nothing. You ever notice how in horror movies, like, bitches be falling off houses and shit, and they just get up and walk it off? Yeah, they just run away. They live to tell the tale. We just saw that in uh, Friday the 13th Part 4. four. Yeah, yeah. She, she just says, fuck it, and just jumps out of the window. But I do love how realistic that is, because I'm sorry. If faced between a drop or Jason, I'm jumping. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm running out the window, too. She was just like, fuck this, I'm out. Well, if they were to, like, pass out or die, he'd probably try to resuscitate them. Just so to kill them. Just, just to kill them. Yeah. <laughs> no, live, damn it. I'm supposed to kill you. He'd stick a rod in their belly and get it struck by lightning trying to bring them back. This worked for me once. Mm. But, so, uh, you know, Rachel falls, you know, and is, is out. Uh, Jamie tries to wake her up, but she's not moving. Michael appears behind her, so Jamie has no choice but to run. Um... She runs into Loomis, who tells her, she tells him everyone is dead. And uh, he's like, show me where the schoolhouse is. The schoolhouse. Mm. She's like, I want to go home. And he goes, that's where he'll look for you. Take me to the schoolhouse. Mm. He's fucking nuts. <laughs> he's so crazy. <laughs> so they go to the school and Loomis shoots the door open, causing the alarm to go off. Like, because, yeah, Michael won't hear the alarm. It's a metal door. <laughs> right, it was a fucking metal door. How did it open? Oh, uh, maybe because they were coming in from the outside. It only that, works the other way. No, it's just, he's not a bitch like Brady is. Right. Oh, my God. Brady kind of looked like a Neanderthal. Kind of. Like yeah. his Like the brows. Geico caveman? Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, man. So they go in the school and Lubish, uh, or I'm sorry, they go in the school and Michael shows up only now with blonde hair. <laughs> he thought no one will recognize me. <laughs> He dyed his hair to sneak around town. He grabs Loomis by the coat and throws him through a door. And we don't see Loomis again until the end of the movie. I'm sorry. 
I, I never noticed this before watching it critically. I'm like, wait, did, Loomis doesn't show up again until the very end? Like, where did he go? <laughs> he's in the hospital. <laughs> well, especially when we see Loomis, he's covered in blood. <laughs> like, he went through some ordeal. <laughs> so, like, where did that room lead to? <sighs> oh, man. So he gets thrown through the door and Jamie runs. Michael chases Jamie, almost gets her, but Rachel uses a fire extinguisher on him. I love it because she hits him with the fire extinguisher. He just starts waving his arms like, what the fuck is this? And then his hair is dark again. <laughs> that is, yeah, his hair is brown again after that. So the posse hears the school alarm and heads over. Rachel carries Jamie out and tells the drunks that Michael is in the school. And I love it because at first they're like, all right, let's go on in there. And she's like, no, the state police are coming. Let them handle it. And the one guy's like, oh, no, world, that sounds good to me. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and the guy goes, yeah, that's what the cops paid for. Let's go. <laughs> so they pile into the truck and take off. Um, I think because their beer muscles were starting to wear off at that yeah. point. So uh, Rachel, Jamie, and the drunks drive out of Haddonfield. Earl calls it into the police uh, saying that... that you know, they're on their way out of town, that they have the kids and are safe. The cops head into Haddonfield looking for Michael uh, as the drunks head off to safety. But, uh-oh, Mikey was riding under the truck the whole time. He climbs up the back like a fucking ninja and takes out everyone in the flatbed. Well, I mean, you know, everybody else. else because movie... <laughs> He kills them one at a time, and no one hears them. Nobody hears it. Nobody sees it. Like, what? Oh, he's a fucking ninja. I mean, ninjas were big in the 80s, so... Yeah. Yeah. But I love it because Earl finally notices there's not enough noise happening. And he goes to look behind him. He's like, huh? And then Michael reaches in through the window, and he tips his head to the side and just rips his neck clean open. Yeah. Like, it's like, okay. So Earl going back, and then my favorite part is here, where, where Rachel tries to drive the car, and she's just shoving Earl's corpse out the door. Like, go on, get. Meanwhile, Michael's hanging off the top, trying to grab at Rachel. He's like bust. He's like hitting his head on the windshield to get it open. He's like, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's gone psychotic. Well, and she's just like swerving back and forth, and it reminded me of the scene in The Toxic Avenger. Oh my God. Where he's yes. holding out of the roof of the car. <laughs> like, he's like, whoa, whoa, can't shake me free. And then she hits the brakes and sends him flying. He gets up, she drives right into him, sending him flying yet again. Uh, the cops and the other townies show up. Rachel tells them what happened. Meanwhile, Jamie goes to check on Michael like an idiot. Michael wakes up, comes after Jamie. The cops yell for her to get down. She drops, and they shoot the fuck out of him. Michael staggers back and falls down the old abandoned well. Mm -hmm. Just like a Scooby-Doo episode. Yep. Jinkies. <laughs> now... It's, is it the start of part five where we see someone throw dynamite down it? I think so, yeah. Because yeah. it really confused me. Because I'm like, what, was it a cutscene? Was that, that I just, just thought of it now, that that was the recap in part five, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, because this one, there's no dynamite. They just, they wander off. They're like, well, he's dead. He fell down the old abandoned well. <laughs> so Meeker and Loomis bring the kids back to their parents and assure them that Michael is gone for good this time. Mm -hmm, right. Mom takes Jamie upstairs and runs a bath for her. Now we cut to a POV shot of someone taking scissors from a dresser. We see the mask pull down over the POV shot, head into the room where Mom is, and then we hear Mom scream. 
Loomis goes running to find Jamie, and he sees her at the top of the stairs in her bloody clown costume, <laughs> holding up the scissors. Yeah, he just starts screaming up. But again, bitch wastes no time. He pulls his gun on that child like that. Yeah. He's just like, fuck you, another dead kid. Ain't nothing to me. <laughs> so, but Meeker slaps the gun out of his hand. But again, I love Meeker's response. Because he picks up the gun and turns and points it at whatever Loomis was pointing. Like, I don't know what the old man was going to shoot, but I'm going to shoot it. (laughs) (laughs) His reaction is so good. But so the whole family sees Jamie looking like young Michael. They scream. Yeah, we we hear the, the titular music. Credits. The end. Michael Myers returned and went down the old well. Yep. But so now is he going to be in the ring? Maybe that's how he gets out. Yes. Samara <laughs> so, helps him. Samara's like, nah. <laughs> we we got we to gotta get you out of here. <laughs> You're cramping my style, dude. Now he ends up getting saved by what? The old, the old hobo with a parrot? Yeah, he escapes yeah. through the well. There must have been a hole in the well because he... Pennywise didn't river. want him. Right. He goes down the river and ends up in the hobo shack for an entire year... That this hobo was just taking care of. Like, do you really think this hobo was wiping his ass and feeding him for an entire year? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the hobo would have made hobo chili out of him. Mm, No, he was probably (laughs) getting hand jobs from Michael. Oh, God. That's a a dangerous (laughs) hand job. We've seen what his thumbs can do. Yeah. (laughs) He'll rip your dick clean off. The hobo likes it like that. Have you seen those hands? (laughs) It's all bumpy and rough. Ribbed for your pleasure. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man. Icky, icky, icky. There, there is a metric ton of trivia for this movie, but I only grabbed a few things. Um, the, the one I found uh, interesting was that Carpenter originally wrote a, a screenplay for this. Like, he wrote a treatment for it. And the idea was more of a psychological horror movie where what, what happened to the town of Haddonfield after surviving two nights of this horrible murder spree so the whole thing was it was going to be more about like the psychological mishaps of like all of the townsfolk Mm -hmm. and people were going to be like seeing visions of michael and like going crazy and you know mustafa cop was like no we want slasher so that's what ended up happening there so governor was like peace out he was like deuces here here's the rest of my my uh you know my stock in michael myers sold it all off um Apparently, uh, after finishing the film, Danielle Harris kept the clown costume and wore it trick-or-treating. Mm-hmm. And then she eventually sold it. Yep, sold it to a fan. Yep. Um, I already mentioned the stuff about uh, the old reverend being a bigger part of the movie. Um, this, I thought, was kind of fun, was that just, just so Danielle Harris wouldn't be too scared, George Wilbur would often lift up his mask between takes to be like, Hey, still me. <laughs> Not scary. <laughs> You're okay. I ain't trying to kill you. Um, and then, yeah, we mentioned the stuff about, like, Lindsay and Tommy Doyle and all that. But, uh, yeah, overall, really fucking fun movie. I think that, uh, you know, that the, this is one of the better entries into the franchise. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, one piece I did forget to mention. Apparently in a cut scene in the, uh, the little discount mart that they go to, Apparently, at one point, Michael put on a Ronald Reagan mask. Oh, yeah, I just read that. And then they cut that because he, th- he throws it away and grabs the Shatner mask. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm kind of glad they did that. 
But uh, yeah, I don't want any political commentary, right? In my in my Michael Myers. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it was Carpenter, and he had a lot of commentary about that, that kind of stuff. True. That is true. Um, but yeah, so uh, any final thoughts on your birthday pick here? Yeah, you can pretty much stop after this. <laughs> you don't really have to watch the next two. Yeah. Skip right to LL Cool J. Yeah, I, was say, I do like H two O. I hate all the CG. Oh my god, the CG mask on that is awful. It's so bad. I was going to say skip to the remakes. <clears throat> I do like the, yeah, the Rob Zombie remakes I like. And I like the first of the, tw- like the 2018 Halloween. Halloween 2018, I like that. that's good. That's mm-hmm. a, even though I dislike the fact that it's like, oh, they're no longer related. It's just, he was some crazy guy that I was obsessed with her for some reason. Um, I much preferred the fact that, you know, they were related and it was a whole hunting his family thing. I thought that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is, I would argue that this franchise, more so than Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th, has the most stinkers. Yeah. You know, because don't get me wrong, every franchise has its stinkers. Yeah. Um, Part 7. Part 7 of what? Friday the 13th. Oh. I'm just kidding. I was going to say Part seven's awesome. I know. I know. You love it because she's got telekinesis. <laughs> well, that and it's Kane Hodder as Jason. Yes. I yes, love yes. that. No, I but think... we know that Part 6 is my favorite. Stinker is Jason Goes to Hell. Yeah, I was going to say... Jason I, Takes Manhattan. Those are the stinkers. I think... See, I've, I've grown to really like Jason Goes to Hell for how crazy it is. But as a Friday the 13th movie, no, it's a bad movie. Um, and I do... I like moments of Manhattan, but it's bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll agree with you that those are the stinkers. Nightmare on Elm Street, I personally am not a big fan of 4 and 5. I know a lot of people love them, but I don't think they're bad by any any means. The Dream Child. The Dream Child's the worst one. Yeah. yeah. By far. But I don't, I'm not crazy about the Dream Master either. I love 1, 2, and 3. I love Part 6 and 7. And, you know, I like the remake enough, but... And then uh, Hellraiser, well, you know, we've talked about this yep. before. <laughs> I recently rewatched all of them except Good Value Pinhead. Part 9 is clearly the worst. Yeah. But I think 5, 6, and 7, they're rough. 6 and 7, or, or I'm sorry, 5 and 6, story-wise, I like. 7, I think, is hot garbage. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> Con- considering the amount of entries into that franchise, yeah. to only have a couple stinkers is pretty good. But, all right, I think uh, we're going to get to our social media here. So if you guys aren't following us, we are The Boogeyman's Closet on both Facebook and Instagram. Maurice handles our X. Mm. What is that good, sir? At Boogeyman's The. Thank you very much. Uh, we also have a Patreon. If, so if you're interested in finding out what we sound like unedited uh, and getting stuff in the mail and birthday pics and all that stuff, check out our Patreon. $3 a month for the base tier and the higher tiers will get you the other goodies. Uh, we are part of the Rad Pantheon Network, so check out radpantheon.com and Rad Pantheon on all the socials. For other podcasts like this one, as, long, as well as artists and musicians just doing rad stuff. Um, so, Maurice, happy birthday, good sir. I know it's okay. early, but uh, this will come out on your birthday. <clears throat> happy Vagina Escaping Day. Yes, <clears throat> indeed. Going to take your, your lunch uh, to, to work in your Man Thing lunchbox now. That's right. <laughs> and don't ask what the Man Thing is. <laughs> we'll leave the, the listeners wondering. Um, but for anyone who wants to watch our next movie before we cover it, episode 195 will be Us from Jordan Peele. I can't uh, believe we're approaching 200. I know. I can't believe we made a movie about Us. I know, right? It's crazy. 
<laughs> but alrighty, guys. So we're gonna wrap this one up here. As always, this is Mike saying goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> here on the black of eyes. Happy birthday, Maurice. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, follow us on Instagram at The Boogeyman's Closet, where you can stay up to date with everything we have planned. Thank you.